0: Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. Today on More Podcast Money, we're still in chapter two, and if content is king, then presentation is queen. Who could use some more money? Maybe you didn't start your podcast looking to make money, but you hear about others who are making some cash, and hey, you'd like to join that club. Well, you're in the right place. I've been podcasting since 2005, and I can tell you what is and is not working. Our website is morepodcastmoney.com where you can see our blog, join our newsletter, and purchase the book, More Podcast Money. I'm your host, Dave Jackson. Now, who wants to make some more money? Welcome back to More Podcast Money. If you're new to the show, I am launching a new version of this book later this year called Profit From Your Podcast. So I'm giving away the old one for free, and it's still got great information in it. We're in the middle of Chapter 2 And if you want the whole book, it's now half price. It used to be 12 bucks. Now it's six, and that is available at More Podcast Money. Today, we're talking about presentation is queen, and we mentioned how last week, you know, content was king. So what is presentation? So for me, presentation includes things like the look and feel of your website or the quality of your audio or video or it could be the flow of your content in your episodes. And how does that, you might be thinking, tie into making money? I was approved once to have a trial product sent to me based on the sponsor's first impression of my website. It loaded fast, it had good graphics, and it wasn't really too cluttered. Now, many times we want everything to be on the front page of our website, and we end up putting so much on that front page you can't find anything it's a giant pile of clutter you need to identify your top priority if you're trying to build an email list put the email sign up box on the front if you're trying to get rss subscribers man how old is that <laughs> if you're new to the show this book was written in 2014 how about if you're trying to get apple or google subscribers uh put the link to that on your front page If you want to feature an advertiser, you guessed it, put that on your front page. But however, if you think about it, you can't have all that stuff on your front page, especially if it's going to be what people used to call above the fold. That's an old term from the newspaper industry where the part of your website that people don't have to scroll down to see. And what about those trial products I got to review? In some cases, it was kind of cool because, well, I got to keep them. I'll also recommend making sure that boy. Here's another one that's old. This is what's fun about this doing this together. (laughs) It says I also recommend making sure that when you add ID three tags to your media or video or audio that there's an image used. This way, when it's played on a media player such as an iPod or smartphone, a picture will display. This is all part of your branding and makes you look professional. If you're using a PC. Check out MP3 tag, uh, and as well, ID3 editor works on both Mac and PC. And while you can tag your files using the iTunes software, which now, of course, is Apple Podcast, except on the PC, uh, images added there won't show up on a PC. So ID3 tags were really, really important in the early days of podcasting. And I don't want to say that they're not important, because there are still a few programs that pull from them. Somebody just told me that Pat Flynn's new player is pulling from the ID3 tag. So you still should add ID3 tags. But uh, back when this book was written, they were much, much more important. All right, let's get back to the book. Your production is also important. I once found a podcast with a topic that was just so custom made for me. And however, the audio sounded like somebody was frying bacon underwater. It had massive volume changes, and you could barely understand what the person was saying due to the background noise. I didn't even make it through the first episode and never gave them a second chance. If you're doing a podcast with more than one person and your volume levels differ greatly, there's a great tool, and I'm going to change this. Here I mentioned Levelator, which I'm not sure still works on a Mac, and instead I'm going to say Auphonic, A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C, this free software easily adjusts the audio levels so that one person is not louder than the other. And then I actually mentioned it here, another free service is Auphonic. So Levelator software, if you Google that, I don't know that that works on a Mac anymore. Uh, but Auphonic is really a great, great tool. So the flow of your content is also part of the presentation. You should realize that we live in a society where people's attention is their most prized possession of, I once listened to a podcast that took 17 minutes to get to the main topic. Now, what did I have to sit through? I heard how the host hated Bob Seger music. They rambled on about how their kids had been driving them crazy. And none of these topics had anything to do with the podcast. And it just wasted my time. And while people enjoy getting to know the host, watch out with the whole witty banter that it doesn't take up 30% of your show. You might also think about doing it at the end of the show. You know, after that main topic, people know what they want and they want it now. Getting to the point is something nobody complains about. The bottom line is I never listened to another episode of that podcast. If your witty banner can include the topic of the show, well, then you're right on track. Now, not only are you revealing a little bit about yourself, but you're actually staying on topic. Now, something else we might want to talk about here in terms of just podcasting tips is, is your podcast adv- advertiser friendly? And of course, being a book about making money with your podcast, we're going to be talking about advertising, but I was speaking, oh, this is hilarious, at the New Media Expo, which doesn't exist anymore, uh, a few years ago, and I do, I introduced myself to some guy sitting at a table, and we did the traditional kind of exchanging of business cards And they proceeded to tell me how superior their podcast was compared to other podcasts. And I'm going to say some, some, if there are kids in the car, if you're easily offended here, you might want to tune out. But they explained to me that their podcast was so over the top that, hey, man, we can offend the retarded. And I sarcastically told them that, you know what, you should put that on your business card. And look, I deal with people who write promos for their podcast which again, dates this, I wish we would go back to promos. I loved exchanging promos with other people. But the other day, I got a promo that was making jokes about abortion. And look, I don't want to get political here, but I'm pretty sure that even pro-choice people don't find abortions funny. I know a few people who have had abortions. It's not a laughing matter. I mean, this is the first impression you want to make with your promo? Ha, 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 coat hanger? I mean, seriously now, come on. I'm sure it will be these two podcasters, you know, the people that offend the retarded and the people that are like, ha ha, code hanger, who quit nine months because they're having a hard time monetizing their show. In fact, they're probably going to be shocked that for some reason that they can't figure out, nobody's going to sponsor their show. It appears as if companies don't want to associate their products with their content. I mean, those people are the ones that, uh, they're just simply clueless. And look, I'm not saying that you don't have the right to be over the top and say all the naughty words that'll make your mother gasp. You have the right to go ahead and say them, but don't complain when Howard Stern is famous and you're not. You see, it takes more than the seven dirty words and a lack of tact to build an audience. Howard Stern was one of the first to understand that it really is about creating a relationship with the audience And by letting his audience into the content that they can't get anyplace else. Now, if you've never listened to Howard, his life and the behind the scenes of the radio business, that was all stuff you couldn't get anyplace else when Howard was new. And while many people think that Howard is just a bunch of penis jokes, uh, Howard really doesn't judge anybody. So instead of judging a prostitute on his show, he interviewed her and asked her all the questions that. Well, you'd want to ask a prostitute. It was the content that you couldn't get anyplace else. And does Howard ask every guest when they lost their virginity? Yeah, he kind of does. I listened to an, a uh, an episode with him and Joe Namath, and sure enough, he he went. Through, he still does that. Uh, it seems that way that you know. But talk to any guest after they've been interviewed. And they will talk about the relationship they feel with Howard during the interview. It makes them feel calm. And that is just with the two of them talking, when in reality, it's millions of people that are listening to that. So here again, it's all about the relationship. The top reasons people who like Howard Stern listen is they don't know what they're going to get next. And one of the top reasons people who hate Howard Stern listen is well, they don't know what they're going to get next, so if all you do is make jokes about nine one one victims and abortions and aid victims and whatever else, well, you're kind of predictable. It takes more than the seven dirty words and a lack of tact and This isn't to say you can't find advertisers with a quote adult oriented podcast. There are adult sites that have sponsored shows in the past. Just realize that you're making yourself unavailable to many advertisers when your show has a hardcore R rating. Another thing to keep in mind is nobody likes a bad infomercial. Look, while I understand that you want to use your podcast to promote your products and service, the content cannot be plug, 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 and, and then you guessed it, plug. Nobody chooses to watch a bad infomercial if there are other options available. The only time you're watching an infomercial is cuz there's nothing else on. Here's an example. Joe Vital is a seasoned internet marketer. He has a huge email list. He was in the secret. He was he's kind of a big guy. And when podcasting was taking off in early 2005, Joe said, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to get into this." And he created a 20-minute podcast And I felt the majority of it involved heavy, and I mean heavy, selling of his products. In fact, I feel there was no useful information that I could use. No topics that connected to my emotions and nothing that educated or entertained me. And Joe sent it out to his giant email list and asked them to vote for him at Podcast Alley. Again, that kind of dates this. This was pre-Apple Podcast there was this website still around podcastalley.com com, And uh, it was a directory for podcast. I'm not sure what's on it now, but I know it's still there, but that site at the time produced a top 10 list and Joe shot right to number one immediately. And everybody was kind of like, wait, wait, who was Joe Vital?" And people went to listen to his podcast and it was awful. And Joe fell off the charts almost as quickly as he appeared. Remember great content, keeps people coming back. So yes, Joe had a big list. Yes, he got to the top of the charts, but he did not stay there. A great example of promoting items without making it nauseating is there was a video podcast called Help My Business Sucks by Andrew Lott. My guess is it's probably now a YouTube channel, but anyway, Andrew typically stops halfway through the podcast to talk for about 20 to 30 seconds about a sponsor, which is typically, I think, an affiliate program. He introduces a web resource, so it's free usable content, and points out that if you want more links, you can check out his membership site, which at the time was niftyclicks.com. You can email questions to Andrew, and if he reads it on the air, in quotes here, you want a copy of his Microwave Marketing Magazine, which you guessed it promoted his products. The promotion is quick, it's seamless, and you barely feel like you're being sold to. So that was a great example of somebody who got in and gave away some things uh, and further really set up almost a funnel to market even more. And you, you didn't even feel like you're being sold to. Baytag, who makes washing machines, they had a podcast, and their podcast included topics uh, that families, you know, people with a lot of laundry, Families, yeah. Those people would appreciate. And they had topics like how to get your children to brush their teeth longer. And then through their podcast, Maytag became a trusted friend with great advice. And when it comes time to buy a new washer, people are going to remember their trusted Maytag company. Why? It has a lot to do with what people call the law of reciprocity. Now, Wikipedia defines reciprocity as responding to a positive action with another positive action and responding to a negative action with a negative one. So to paraphrase here, reciprocity is doing something nice for someone who has done something nice for you. More touches equals more sales. Doing three 10-minute shows spread across the week, that may lead to more sales than one 30-minute show a week. The more your audience consumes your brand, the more times you can remind them to make a purchase. And by touching your audience more frequently, in quotation marks there, it keeps your name in front of them. And this may lead to more sales. And keep in mind that with a shorter show, the promotional portion of your podcast needs to be shorter as well. I had an outro that I played at the end of my weekly Web Tools podcast, which is now dead. I mentioned how to contact me and then I did about a 60 second kind of a sponsor affiliate uh, talk. Now later I cut the show length from 15 minutes to five. So consequently I had to redo the outro as the previous outro could have been 25% of the total length of the podcast. And again, remember nobody chooses to watch a bad infomercial if another option is available. So I know you might say, but what about Joe Rogan? He does seven minutes of ads at the beginning of his show to which I would say, you're not Joe Rogan. So let's talk about feeding search engines. It does take some time to record and publish a podcast. And one of the things you can do to keep search engines coming back is to just write a post with like no media. In other words, write a blog. And this gives more things for visitors and more importantly, search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing, well, they can give them something to find. And once visitors find you, hopefully they will see the click to listen button on your website that will entice them to stick around. And hopefully they'll see that Apple link and the Google podcast link and Spotify on your website. And uh, they're going to subscribe. And while it takes about an hour to do a 15-minute podcast, and that's the best I've ever done. That's a four-to-one ratio. It may take less time to type up a quick blog post, but I guess that depends on your writing and typing skill. And according to, there was a a plugin for WordPress called Scribe. I don't think it's around anymore. But when you post an episode, you should be typing around 300 words to describe it. That's going to serve as food for the search engines like Google and Yahoo and Bing, When I researched some of the top bloggers, their average word count was around 700 words per post. When it comes to your website, be it a new podcast or a blog post, you should be updating your website on a weekly basis, really at a minimum. So as we wrap up chapter two here, we said the way to stand out and get people talking about you is to deliver great content. And I'm gonna say that needs to be phenomenal content. And while poor content delivered in a professional manner may be temporarily tolerated, great content delivered in an unlistenable, unwatchable format uh, will not. If your audio is just horrendous, nobody's going to stick around. While you may be promoting a service or product, an episode that is more promotion than standard content, that's going to annoy people. So keep advertisements short. Keep them to the point. And then adding written posts to your website provides food for search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. And that is it for Chapter 2. Chapter 3, we get into, well, what I call the meat and potatoes, making money with your podcast. So if you'd like to, if you're like, hey, I can't wait for this, I need it now, go out to morepodcastmoney.com. You can buy the book right now or I'll be giving the whole book away here right on the podcast. Thanks so much for listening. This is Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com. So, who found that useful? Yeah. I want to thank you so much for listening today. I hope you found today's episode useful. If you're interested in starting a podcast, come visit me over at School of If you're not new to podcasting, well, then come by the book. More podcast money at our website morepodcastmoney.com or just do a search at Amazon for more podcast money. This is Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting asking you, who could use some more money? Hey, it's Dave. Thanks for sticking around here. Again, this is not the norm, but we've kind of got a time-sensitive issue here because this webinar is March 21st about book launch secrets. It's myself and Thomas Umstadt, and then he's going to talk about this course. And it's going to basically go over everything you need to know about launching your book. And you'll learn proven principles and methods To help your next book or get your first book off the ground like a rocket. Thomas, the same way that I live and breathe podcasting, Thomas lives and breathes books. And then what's beautiful about it is his kind of mentor, James L. Rubart, it's kind of like getting Han Solo and Yoda at the same time. And the reason I think this is so important is this is the last time they're teaching this course. Now, the webinar you're signing up for. Absolutely free. And you're going to walk away with a lot of great ideas and an offer. We're not going to lie to you. They're going to talk to you and ask you to take this course. But there's so much value in just the free webinar. I wanted to let you know that it's going on and it's happening very, very soon. March 21st. Look at the calendar. Yeah, that's like, holy cow, it's coming right up. All you have to do is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. That's schoolofpodcasting.com slash book lunch. I can't wait to see you there.